Hello and welcome to the Meta Spiritualist Meta Spiritual Talk. I'm your host, Marla, and through today's journey, we'll be talking with Denise Singleton. Denise is a certified Hatha Yoga and Pilates instructor, as well as a certified Reiki master and teacher. After 33 years as an account executive in corporate America, she retired and found her true vocation, teaching yoga and Pilates. That vocation is further enhanced by her Reiki practice. The ancient healing art is a natural adjunct to the other disciplines, all of which affirm her personal tenet, life, even when ordinary, is extraordinary. Denise teaches group and private yoga and Pilates classes online via Zoom. She contracts with and teaches live classes for the city of Upland, California, and she also offers private Reiki sessions as well as Reiki certification courses. We hope that you get an abundance of blessings through today's conversation. Take a listen. The Metaspiritualist is guided by the creator of the universe through sound healing, prayer, and meditation. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, welcome okay. to the Metaspiritualist, Denise. Thank you so much. I've been enjoying your podcast. I, I'm, I'm, re- I'm really honored that you're tuning in and um, just supporting the work and and to be on my show when, when Stephanie told me about you I was like oh yes I need to talk to her <laughs> <laughs> well I'm excited too I, I truly am and I've learned a lot from your from your show in fact the last one I listened to was regarding Psalms 27 with which um, I was not familiar so you know I, I feel every time I, I listen I, I get a little bit of enlightenment Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, that's the purpose of it. So I, I'm I'm hoping to be a light in the world, along with others who are light and, and love and peace. So I'm, I just yes. want to do my part. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's, go, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, my, my first okay. question is, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, you know, what it is that you do, you, you are a yogi and uh, Pilates instructor, mm-hmm. a yoga and Pilates instructor and a, a Reiki master. So mm-hmm. what, what got you started doing that? And, and how long have you been doing that? I, I retired from the corporate world. And my retirement gift to me was to take a yoga class. And that was back in 2015. And, you know, they say there are no mistakes, there are no coincidences or coincidences, you know, things happen for a reason. And I found this little tiny yoga studio on a little strip mall here in my neighborhood. It was very close by. I walked in the door, I sat down, and I felt immediately at home, immediately at home. And by the time I finished that first class... And this was like within a week of me having retired. Mm-hmm. I knew that this was something that I had to go deeper. I had to go into and, and, and learn more about. And the more I learned, the more I loved, the more I opened up. And uh, I found my space. I found my, my home, my center there. Yeah. Nice. And so I started. I got my certification in yoga in 2017. I got my certification, my Reiki master certification, 2018, mm-hmm. and my Pilates in 2019. So this is this is Very my recent. second birth. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. So what, you know, what's, I mean, you, you already answered the question is like, you know, going to your first yoga class that, that mm-hmm. piqued your interest, you know, were there other people that were there that may have, um, been a part of that like awakening that yes yes my um my yoga instructor who also certified me her name is sandy jones Mm -hmm. and she's been doing yoga she is 74 75 this year she's been doing yoga since she was 14 15 years old wow and what i loved about it is i came in you know corporate woman kind of starched and stiff and and she immediately put me at ease. How did she do that? By just being her. She was not, she had no agenda. Everyone was there because they wanted to be there. There was this sense of community, this sense of um, yoga when translated from Sanskrit means union, Mm -hmm. union of mind, body, and spirit. And that's the sense that you had, that you were walking into somewhere where you belonged, somewhere where you fit, even though you didn't know you did, or you didn't have any sense of what size you were relative to the space. And that immediately put me at ease. And after spending years and years in corporate boardrooms and dickering and tickering over, you know, this dollar bill and that piece of paper and it was so refreshing to walk into a space where people were just allowed to breathe, be who they were, all different sizes, all different colors, all different energies, but just at, at peace in that space, in that yeah. moment. You know, it's interesting that you say that because when, when you're in meetings and when you're always on the go, you really don't remember to breathe. It, we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that that's that's very powerful to to feel that you're giving you're you were given a chance to finally exhale and breathe and and okay. allow for flow to happen and now you're doing the same for others. Yeah, yeah. And what what is unique about it is when you spend your life kind of on automatic pilot, doing all the things you are supposed to do, mm-hmm. all the things you have to do all the things you are told you should be doing in an effort to, to reach whatever goal you've spun around in your head. And you spend years and years and years in pursuit of that. You lose track of the fact that there is this very basic simplicity to life mm-hmm. that is so extraordinary. And that is taking a breath in and letting it out. Mm-hmm. You don't realize it you know, we take so much for granted, and that's part of my tenet that even the ordinary is extraordinary, because you you breathe twenty thousand times in a, in an hour. Wow. Twenty thousand breaths in an hour, mm-hmm. and of all those breaths, do you ever take one moment to acknowledge that and to say thank you, thank you for this one, let alone the twenty thousand. Right. You know? Right. And, and so it, it becomes very um, cathartic when you do have that awareness, mm-hmm. when you do make that connection mm-hmm. and you realize, oh my God, that breath is extraordinary. Yeah. You know? yeah. You, so many people will, did not wake up to make that breath. 
that morning, right, you know? right, right. So what would you say your, your faith walk was like before coming over into the healing arts? So were, were you a Christian or were you, yes, you know, I was a Christian like Stephanie, I was raised in the Catholic church initially and then transposed into the, um, the Baptist orientation, which, which was a, an interesting turn of affairs mm-hmm. going from the quiet Latin to the, you know, more raucous, you know, um, emoting uh, religious or religiosity, as they put it. Um, So that was was my point of reference. Mm -hmm. But I've always had a sense of something outside of the structure of religion as being core. And, uh, you know, part of what happens as you go through life, it's quite easy to lose that, that, that sense, you know, kind of detach, move forward. Part of it is our own fault because, you know, we assume that we know more than we probably do. Yeah. And we're moving, shaking and trying to make, make whatever we're trying to make out of the world. Um, and then part of it is just society and the culture does not truly support what religion supposedly stands for. Right, you know, right, right. There's, there's, the, there's the institution, and then there's the spiritualism, and the two are not always in, in sync. Right. And in heart. And the, the sad part is it that you can't, in religion, you can't have that without some form of spirituality. Correct. And I think that that's where a lot of the, not even just the Catholic Church, but on the Protestant side, you know, that's where they lack understanding, I feel, of spirituality as a whole, because spirituality is a part of, is the foundational blocks of religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think um, at some point along the way, the religion, the rules and regs of it becomes more important Mm-hmm. than spiritual component of it and it should be just the other way around yeah um at least in my experience that was that was what I experienced and so as I drifted away from the formal religion um you know how they say you kind of wander in the wilderness yeah yeah <laughs> you know, never lose your your core beliefs you, you know that there is something greater than yourself you know that there is something blessed and beautiful and and powerful and just amazing like amazing grace how sweet the sound yeah yeah but but getting from where you may have wandered off the path back to that sense that core that that mm, basic inner you know rock you to your bones kind of truth yeah you, you lose it sometimes you know And if you're blessed, and I think all of us have the opportunity for that blessing to make your way back to that or to find something that puts you back in touch with that. Mm. That's important. That's important and profound. Where would you say you're, you're, where would you say you are on your spiritual path now? Like where are you currently at on your spiritual path? You know, um, I honestly don't know. 
But what I do know is that wherever I am is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Because, and how I know that is because I, I'm doing what I love. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for every step and every misstep that I make along the way. And, uh, and I'm sharing the blessings that I have found, you know, and to the best that I'm able. I'm, I'm open to just giving it out because someone gave it to me. Yeah. And it's too precious not to share, you know. And that I think you've sensed that. I think you share that that notion that absolutely. Yeah. That it's yeah. a blessing to to have found it. It's a blessing to have it. And it's also an amazing opportunity if you can to share it. Yeah. So going back to your um your yoga and Pilates and also your Reiki um, Mm -hmm. practices. What can you explain what that process is like for someone who might be interested in, in, you know, taking a course or getting certified? What, what was that like? Um, Well, I started with yoga and like I said, yoga, I think all three in their own way are healing, healing practices Yoga being uh, born of a philosophy and a belief system that says that integrating the, the physical with the mental and the spiritual is the ultimate goal of all, all men, all sentient beings. Pilates comes from a, a different angle, whereas yoga started with a strict Britain came forward thousands mm-hmm. of years. Um, Pilates started very recently in the 20th century. It's named after man of Pilates. Mm-hmm. Basically was, uh, came up with a, a physical program to help athletes, dancers, people who had been injured in their craft to help them to be able to heal and hopefully regain their capabilities, healing, of course. Mm-hmm. Reiki came from a slightly different path. Its intent was always to heal. And what it is born from, Ray means higher power, um, power of God. Ki in Japanese means energy, life force. Mm. And so it's using that higher power, that life force to help heal. But each one in its own way is on, is headed into converge into a healing path. Mm-hmm. So um, for anyone who has an interest and you're not sure where to begin, first of all, I tell everyone, you are a healer. You already are. If you find someone and they're they have no smile on their face no smile in their heart and you give them yours mm-hmm. you've healed if you reach out and hug someone you know in joy or in sorrow you're healing um it's it's so intrinsic that we do it but again a lot of times 
the ordinary we take for granted when it's truly so extraordinary. But if you decide that you wanna take that another step further, and you're trying to decide which path to take, Reiki, there are courses, obviously, you can take. There are courses for Pilates, there's courses for yoga. You can go online, you can find them just about anywhere. Mm -hmm. And you can formalize it, just like a doctor goes to medical school to formalize that. But if you're trying to figure out whether or not you're a healer, that's nothing that you have to ponder to any great degree because you are. It is innate in who you are. You know, we're born with that. You know, if you've ever watched a mother look at her child the first time he giggles or the first time he smiles, she has, he has healed her with that smile. You know, he has affirmed her with that smile, you know, and vice versa when the child is crying and there's no, you can't figure out what that is. So all you can do is hold them and try to comfort them and soothe them. You are healing you know Mm -hmm. so don't don't ever question whether you have the capacity or the capability just decide how far you would like to take you'd like to specialize in a Mm -hmm. type of healing maybe energy healing which is what reiki is Mm -hmm. where you're taking that higher power energy and you become the conduit and you're helping other people to source that energy Mm -hmm. that's what reiki is Pilates, if you want to help someone or help people who have been injured or who have restrictions, I teach a um, chair arthritis class at the senior at our local senior center, pre-COVID, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will be going back to that, God willing, in the fall and stuff. Um, and you're interested in doing that sort of thing, then you might look at Pilates because you can do that as you can with yoga. You can do that with people who have limitations and restrictions. You can you know, customize and cater to that. Mm-hmm. Or if you just wanna work with, with people who want a more high energy exercise regimen than say a, a standard yoga course might be, or they're um, not interested. Some people are very kind of put off by the thought of Reiki and someone putting hands on and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. then you might want to look at Pilates. But if you're interested in affecting people's lives individually, maybe get, helping them to get past the notion of just physical, because mm-hmm. a lot of people come into yoga thinking, oh, that's just a great way to figure out how to stretch my body and you know, um, get greater flexibility and, and build stamina and strength. Most people come in, a lot of people, I shouldn't say most, a lot of people come into yoga that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a great way you know, without me having to do burpees or jump up and down, (laughs) you know, and stuff, you know, I'll take a yoga class, you know, a lot of people come in through that door to yoga, but once they're in and they start to see how responsive their body is, then they start to pay attention, you know, why couldn't I do this six weeks ago? Why couldn't I do this five years ago? Because the mind wasn't open. Right. Right. But when they get in an environment that's so conducive and so um, supportive of taking them where they are, meaning you don't have to come in already buffed and puffed and ready to go. You can come in, you know, with and no one's trying to say that whatever you are today 
is any less than you'll be 12 weeks from now. Mm-hmm. You'll just be a little more flexible. Right. You'll just have a little more stamina. You'll just feel a little more, oh, wow, you know? And that's another avenue. If that's the avenue you'd like to take to help people experience that, and then through you maybe find their way to a, a path of higher healing. Higher mm-hmm. healing means beyond the physical, to the emotional, to the spiritual, to the mental. Then yoga might be that avenue mm-hmm. for, for that. Now, I, I, I follow a few groups of um, like spiritual groups and there's mm-hmm. people who, who offer Reiki energy healing like distant from a distance. Uh-huh. What it does that have the same effect as being present with with the Reiki um, masters? I, you know, I believe that it can. I think it depends on the practitioner and on the individual receiving. Both have to be open and conscious that this exchange is happening, even if it's happening over a distance. Um, it can be very powerful if you have many people at the same time, many practitioners at the same time, projecting energy into a, uh, an environment, you know, Reiki for the world, Reiki for peace, Reiki for, you know, the climate, whatever that is. Um, it definitely can. Me personally, I love the hands-on opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I love being able to be one-on-one and, and be able to have that um, that energy play, I guess, is, mm-hmm. is what I, you know, where you can actually impact someone one-on-one and, and get their response to it. You know, be able to say, or am I where, where you need to be? Is that, are you sensing that this is happening? You know, um, and, and, and work in that regard. But um, both are valid practices, for sure, you know. Mm, Okay. Now, if someone comes for a Reiki session, do they have Mm -hmm. to do multiple ones until they feel that they've been completely healed? Or is it sometimes do you have um, clients that come to you and it's a one and done type thing? I think you, you can think of it almost like chiropractic. Or you can think of it, I've had it described to me as, um, uh, what's the needles? Oh, acupuncture? Ac- yeah, like acupuncture without the needles, like acupressure, perhaps. Um, I've had people describe it as the best rest they've had, you know, um, the best opportunity they've had to just let go of everything that they carry around in Mm. in that hour, hour and a half, however long the session lasts. Um, So it's, it's different for everyone. Some people it's a one and done event, you know, Mm -hmm. thanks. I feel great. I'm out of here. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some people it's more, um, they come in carrying a heavier load. And they don't, they may not even realize it until they're on the table. And mm. then they start to feel that energy moving through them. They feel when it hits a blockage. They feel when the heat builds up. They feel when the heat starts to recede or the, the blockage starts to loosen mm-hmm. and move through. Um, 
and a lot of it can be, you know, we all carry a lot of our life, I, I call it in our backpacks, you know, mm -hmm. all of our experiences, good, bad, ugly. And a lot of times it's very hard to let go or to put those things down. Mm -hmm. um, and, and like you would go to a therapist for, you know, or you go to an acupuncturist, you know, for a series of treatments, you can do the same with Reiki. Okay. You know, it's, the same, it's the same concept. Mm -hmm. so when when you're when you're in a session do you feel those um those areas that your your per, your client is experiencing a block or pain or or something like that do you physically feel what they're feeling sometimes and how yes. do you how do you rid yourself of that energy after the session well, if you think of yourself as a conduit, like say, like a water hose is a conduit, like a garden hose is a conduit. Mm -hmm. You turn on the water, meaning you turn on the energy when you go into the process. The energy will flow up through you, God willing, and into the individual that you're working on. Hopefully it will move through them and out okay but in the course of doing that the experience can be very varied i've had i've had extreme phys physical pain mm. in areas on people where they have had extreme physical pain without necessarily knowing that they've had it because people don't walk in the door and, and say you know i'm broken you know i was beaten as a child i was you know whatever you don't know those things necessarily people are not necessarily they're just coming in to get what they believe to be something that'll help release some stress release some tension loosen some things up but once they're on the table and things start to happen depending on their receptivity and their readiness to release mm -hmm. uh, then you can you can experience a variety of things um, and it's it, it, it's an amazing, it, it's sometimes mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. uh, it sometimes gives you, gives you pause, you know, yeah. um, as a practitioner, you know, wow. And then there's also these amazing times when you hit a point of what I call a pot of joy in somewhere, <laughs> you know? and, and, you know, you just want to hang out there, you know, because mm -hmm. it, it's a wonderful thing um, and it may be something that they hadn't felt in a while I've had people um, burst into tears because they've they've connected with some some root of their joy that maybe had been suppressed and it doesn't have to be a trauma that suppresses it it could just be you know life and all the normal demands you know mm -hmm. living working taking care of being you know being in the world and uh something triggers in that sacred space and I do consider it to be a sacred space um, something taps into a depth of joy mm -hmm. it could be the memory of someone it could be a visitation from someone you know that they lost years ago wow Ex explain that experience like a, a visitation what does that mean um 
I've had an occasion where I'm 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 in process and I sense hands on my hands. The oh, wow. person person I'm treating, they're they're in repose. They're like they're lying on, either on their back or or on their stomach. And so their their hands are not available to, to be that. Um, and you just sense that someone else is there. Um, you know, and uh, and it was validated at the end of the session that that person who identified themselves to me during that session, mm-hmm. because I was curious, I was like, you know, you know, how may I help you? Who are you? You know, and uh, and it was revealed to me. I've had uh, an occasion where someone's mom came to them I didn't experience it I was just mm-hmm. doing the session and when we were done um, they sat up and were overwhelmed because their mom had passed years before and it, and they had just you know um, but then a lot more subtle things you know um, an injury neck and shoulder something's locked up can't you know, that's just causing, causing pain, excruciating pain, you know, and uh, you are able in that time and that space to get them to be able to release, if not all of it, a substantial amount of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's an amazing thing. And, you know, and then there are other times when, for whatever reason, it, it doesn't flow that way for them. I've had people get up off the table and kind of look at me funny and say, well, you know, that was nice, but, you know. Nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. you know? And, you know, and, and I get that too, you know, and I respect that. Um, and I, I can only share what my experience is in, in truth and honesty with them. Mm-hmm. And they can decide whether it's worth it to them to try it again or not, you know, yeah. because do you, everyone path to healing is the same. So. Right, right. And I was going to say, do you think that those, those types of individuals, do you think that they may come with somewhat of a closed mind? They're not receptive or open fully? Sometimes, 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 or it could be just that, you know, I am not their conduit to mm-hmm. healing. Or Reiki is not their path to healing, um, you know. And thank goodness, there's more than one path, you know. Yeah. Um, there's more than one one way to get there, you know. And and I always say, you know, I'm I'm privileged and blessed that you let me try, and I pray that you find that that path, whatever that is, that works for you, you know. Because I will never poo-poo anybody's um, path. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. What would be a word of encouragement for someone who believes that they have the gift to heal? How how would you encourage them? First, I would say, know that you have it. Own it without question, without reservation. And then from there, begin to explore the different paths where you might use that healing, okay? So don't question that you have the capacity or the capability. You do, we all do have it. 
um, if we didn't, they wouldn't have schools teaching everybody, you know, exactly. how to do it, you know, um, and thank God for that too, you know, that there are, there are ways to do it. And don't feel that it has to be a structured path. Don't feel that you have to go and get your doctorate per se. You know, we know of people who are just gifted and blessed. You know, you've been, and I know I, well, I can't speak for you. I know I have been in the presence of people with amazing, amazing spiritual tools. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It could be how they speak. It could be how they preach. It could be how they're able to walk into a space where there is grief and allow people to grieve by lifting them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? By saying, I understand you're grieving and you are, you are right to grieve this loss. It is painful. Mm -hmm. It is painful. But you're grieving this loss because of love. And love is never wrong. Love is never bad. Love is never, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what lifts us up. No matter how deep we go, that's what lifts us up. Um, so take your time. Take your time. Explore. There's a lot to explore. I think Stephanie mentioned in her interview with you that she does jure, which is a, a form of light healing. Mm -hmm. um, I chose and have found Reiki. You know, other people do acupuncture, other people do acupressure. Yeah. People become medical doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists and social workers and whatever that looks like. Moms. Right. <laughs> That's a daily 24 7 routine. Yes, so. it is. Now, do you have any children? I have a daughter. Yes. Uh huh. She's, she's, she's grown and on her own, except for when. She needs a little mama healing. Yeah. Healing. So and what was what did she think about you making this life change, like your second act, per se? You know, I I think she's she's been nothing but gracious and encouraging and supportive and uh, loving um, about it. You know, but I am not who I was when I was raising her. Mm hmm. And I do my best now to, and I pray for her that she finds her, her space of grace is what I call it. Her space of grace, you know, um, soon and, 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 and as early as possible. I pray that for everybody. Because mm -hmm. when you find it, it's such a wonderful way to walk through the world, it's such a wonderful way to be in this life, you know, um, it supports so much. It, it expands your capacity for empathy and sympathy and compassion and creativity and love and joy. You know, those things become um, magnified, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. intensified. And what I find with um, with where I am now and and what it's done for me is it's allowed me to, to open a space. And it's the space between the 3D world that we all, and the plane that we all live and function in, 
and the aspirational spiritual plane that we all aspire to. And it's in that space where we have the opportunity to ask ourselves the hard questions and the deep questions about, you know, which way do we want to take our soul, you know, the thing, the thing that feeds us, you know, that enables us to go out and do the nine to five and then come home and be, you know, mom and, and teacher and sister and, you know, all those things. And to get on, um, to find our passion and pursue that passion, even when we're doing the nine to five to pay the bills and we're taking care of the, the home situation, it gives you that space. And I, I liken it to in, in yoga, they call it kumbasha. Mm -hmm. And that's the space between the time that you inhale and you pause and then you exhale and you pause and those pauses you know, if you've ever been startled by something, the first thing you do is you go, <gasps> mm -hmm. that breath. And in that moment, you're deciding, okay, do I need to freeze? Do I need to fight? Do I need to flight? You know, right. <laughs> then you check everything out. And when you realize things are okay, then you exhale or yeah. you check everything out and you decide which response you need to do. You go into that mode in that space. Okay. The space between what the reality is when we take that breath and then what we actually figure out what the reality is. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because my husband did that to me yesterday. I was cleaning the tub and mm -hmm. he came in and, you know, I didn't hear him. And so mm -hmm. he said, hey, babe. And I turned around. I was like, like, and I said, don't you do that. <laughs> you need to stop doing that. Don't scare me like that. Yes, I know, I know. And you know what I find too is that um, my purpose in, in healing when I when I think about it is um, I found it, I think honestly, when I began to heal myself, when mm. I began. And um, what I realized is that the experience of that healing, it's not just fixing what we perceive is broken or damaged or um, diseased. I, you know, most people say disease, but I really yeah. think it's it's disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's it's that perception of what that is, and a lot of times, what needs to be repaired are not what we see as broken. It's that perception. It's how we're looking at something. Yeah. We're seeing it as broken, but it may not be, you know? We're seeing it as something we need to fix and it may be perfectly fixed. Mm -hmm. That may be what it is, you know? And so as I, as I begin to heal and I'm still healing, I mean, that's why when you ask me where I'm at on my spiritual path, you know, I don't, I don't worry about where I'm at. I just keep going. You know, you're you're just open to the flow and that's that's the beautiful place to be in like just flowing and allowing for you know whatever the universe is trying to bring to you or you bring you to it um yeah. I think that's that's what makes life beautiful just staying in the flow it does it does and it's not always easy the distractions are always there but it becomes easier to find your way back to mm -hmm. the path than it used to be. 
I don't wander off as far as often. <laughs> you know, I, I just, um, I, I, I seem to have a greater, um, my compass seems to be a lot more, my North Star seems to be a lot more clear. I like that. I like that a lot. So where, where can, where can our listeners find you? Do you have a website or uh, are you on social media? I, 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 I am learning and, and growing. Okay. I, I am on, I am on Facebook, but there's not much there. Just my picture and okay. my basic information description of what I do, but you can always reach me through my email and my phone number, which I've posted with you. Um, and, you know, in the, in the age of COVID, that's pretty much what you need to have yeah. is that information. So you can always reach me and reach out to me. Um, I was teaching at a facility, like I said, in Upland, but that unfortunately we, we lost that um, as a result of COVID mm-hmm. um, just able to sustain. Um, I also teach for the city of Upland here in San Bernardino County. Um, but I do teach on Zoom, so you're welcome to join me there. Um, I have a wonderful partner who does Pilates classes. I also teach Pilates. I teach a stability ball class. I don't know if you've ever been on the big ball. Oh, yeah. That, that saved my life when I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know? so we, do, we do a wonderful um, stability ball yoga class. And I say, you know, if, if you're looking for a little stability in your life or you just want to figure out how to walk and chew gum at the same time, this is the class for you. Okay. Because everything is focused on sustaining yourself on that ball and everything has to be engaged and focused. And then I also teach yoga, which, you know, is my passion. And uh, my primary um, guide is Hatha yoga, sun, moon yoga, which is one of the original forms of yoga. And then to that, I integrate Chinese yoga, which is more, if you've ever seen Tai Chi or that kind of thing, it's more flows and, you know, that. So it's an integration of the two. And uh, so, you know, I'm there. All right. So I'll put your email in your, if you're okay with, with me putting your phone number Absolutely. out there. I'll, I'll do yeah. that. Okay. Uh-huh. And I do have business cards, but we need to update because of the address change and such. But I can send you a, a copy of that as well. So, okay. okay. All right. Well, it is so, so, so good to talk to you today. Um, I, I'm just truly blessed. Like I've, I've learned so much about the differences between yoga, Pilates and, and Reiki. And I'm interested in, in learning more, especially about Reiki, like that right there for me is, um, is something that I think I, it, it would be beneficial to have because I, I remember my mom when she had her back surgery, she had, she's had two back surgeries. And I remember one day mm-hmm. I, I touched her lower back yeah. and she was like, Oh my God, it's so hot. And I was like, my hand is cold. What are you talking about? You know? Mm-hmm. And so she's, she's always said that I had healing hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just never really, you know, tapped into it until I started doing massage therapy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know it's there. I just don't operate in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just give me a call. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll get something set up. If you have any questions or any additional information, I do have a book I can send you that kind okay. of gives you the 
history and a description of it and a wonderful book and resource that you can use. But there are many, many books out there. And whenever I, I say I can give you one, just know that there's always a multitude of, of resources available. Okay. So, uh, there's also the um, International Association of Reiki Practitioners, which is a professional organization that you, you join when you become um, a practitioner. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a ton of resources, articles, and, you know, so I'll send you the link for that as well. So you can just start kind of tuning in and seeing what it's okay. about. I'll, I'll include that um, in the show notes as well. That way, if people you listening, if they're interested, they can also visit those sites too. If you have those just links out. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Well, thank you so much, Denise. Oh, it's been my privilege and my true pleasure. It's such a pleasure to meet you and spend some time with you. Thank you so much. Likewise. Thank you all so much for tuning in for today's Spiritual Talk. If you would like to book a Reiki session or join an online yoga or Pilates class with Denise, I've put her contact information in the description of this episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at The Metaspiritualist, Twitter at Metaspiritu1, and of course on Podbean, Apple, Google, the iHeartRadio app, and Listen Notes. Until next time, may the God of the universe conspire with you, bringing you an abundance of love, peace, happiness, health, and wealth.